Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm your host, Linda Ward, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. Happy New Year! <laughs> That's from what, for the trading spaces? Yes, yeah, so he yes, comes yes, in yes. there. That's a great movie. Oh my god, I love that one. <laughs> that Happy New Year. He comes in. Happy New Year. That's where I'm at right now. Happy New Year. <laughs> Let's go. Love it. Okay. So you had a nice break recently. We we missed everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ended up going to Gatlinburg. The weather ended up being much nicer than I thought it'd be in Gatlinburg. To be honest. I heard it was like quite. Warm down it was there. it was supposed to be warm, but it was also supposed to rain. So okay. I thought it would be kind of a sixties with rain would be kind of it'd be nice, but not yeah. Sixties with rain is kind of depressing, but yeah. Right, that's what I was thinking. But it's it not like forties with rain. Right, <laughs> but it ended up being like seventy, Ooh. and somewhat sunny. So it ended up being nice, warmer than we thought. So my uh, clothing was probably a little too. For a little so bit colder weather, Go yeah. buy the touristy t-shirts. <laughs> well, I had t-shirts. That wasn't the problem. Okay. I probably just had long pants and oh. just... It got... It was tolerable. It wasn't bad. But yeah, okay. it, it was a little warm. We, uh, we did some hiking. That was good. We uh, right. played a lot of putt-putt. My son liked putt-putt. Putt-putt's really expensive, though. Putt-putt is expensive, yeah. Well, it was, in a place like Gatlinburg, it's like... Uh, well, it was like hilarious. You go and they're like, well, you can play one round for $15. Or you can get the... Unlimited pass for twenty. <laughs> we'll get the unlimited pass. <laughs> and yeah. and I think we played twice, so we probably got our money's worth. But yeah, not, not killer deal. Yeah. Then yeah. we went like another day on the way out of town. We went and it was like, well, you can play once for twelve bucks, or you can play three rounds for fifteen. We'll so, go with the three rounds. rounds, and then we played three rounds. And my wife went shopping because we were at the Tanger outlets. Ah. So she bought new Crocs and kind of. Went everywhere. I ended up buying new shoes. Talking about some Adidas shoes. Got rid of my old shoes. Good Actually, thing. as I walked out, I put the new shoes on and threw the old ones in the trash. Wow. They needed to go. They smelled And it was that their bad, last. Right? No, it was just their last. They were done. Okay. I'd had them for three or four years now. They obviously were not running shoes. No. No. They were just kind of walk around shoes. I gotcha. had them in the bike shop. They were my blue shoes. They were oh, those cheap sketcher shoes. Like the end of an era there. I remember, even remember yes. those shoes. Aww. <laughs> With the fake uh, memory foam in yeah. them and stuff, yeah, those were, those were actually fairly comfortable. I don't know; yeah. they probably sucked for running or any type of activity. Yeah, but on that standing. hard floor, oh they were God. they were manageable. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Definitely living here. Well, congratulations, you got new shoes. <laughs> yeah, so we got some Adidas <laughs> shoes because we were the Adidas store because we were looking. Well, and we ended up getting like cleats for Alex. Uh huh. And. Uh, yeah, because your son him. has like grown, I don't know, a foot in the last month. It seems like it, yes. He's... The pictures that your wife put on Facebook, I'm like, wait, why is he like past Brian's shoulder? <laughs> I don't understand. He's not that high, but he's yeah. catching my wife. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's almost as tall as his grandma, which is kind of funny. Ooh. <laughs> he's getting there. We had a good time, though. Well, good. Although traveling with family is interesting. my So how did you all get down there? Who, we drove. who all went? And... We drove in a van, just our family. Okay. We okay. stayed with my parents and my sister and her family. Okay. She's got a two-year-old and a five-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old. Okay. That age. 
that made life more interesting. Yes. Poor Alex. He ended up having a shadow the whole time. The little boy followed him everywhere. Oh. <laughs> but the bigger problem was is they go to bed at like 7 or 8 at night oh. and get up at like 7 in the 5, 6, 7 <laughs> in the morning. That's not your all schedule. Which is just not our schedule. And that really kind of messed with me because I'm used to waking up and having a couple hours of relatively quiet time. Uh, and I didn't have any of that. The only quiet time was probably from like 10.30 to midnight, 12.30 at night. It was the only quiet time in the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been on those family vacations, yes. It was just a completely different schedule. That just kind of made life a little more challenging. And we were always on the go, so it we never really had any like quiet time. And when we were kind of sitting around, football was on. I was watching football until mm-hmm. late at night and then go to bed and wake up bright and early to screaming kids or running around kids and it was just a different it, it ended up being a pretty good vacation though because the weather was nice we got to you could kind of sit outside mm-hmm. you can kind of see things it did rain but mostly at night it didn't rain a ton during the day that's nice which was very it was good that yeah. was good we it was, it was a good time to to get away for a few days so how did you what did you do for the new year's did you let's see party? i've had two weeks off everybody was asleep work. so obviously i wanted I think my wife came upstairs and my mom, we were there. Well, I couldn't figure out what channel the ball drop was on. Oh, we didn't see any of that. So we ended up seeing Miley Cyrus's countdown. Oh, wow. They put it together. She still exists? Okay. Apparently they put the whole show together in like two or three weeks. Oh, wow. Because it was down in Miami. I don't know if they, like like the one they had scheduled for New York. New York? No, well, New York, I thought they had it, but they contained it to like 15,000 people or something like that. They like... In, they, it was very strict. You couldn't get in there, but I thought they still had it. They may have. We just found the one that was in Miami, and this channel was like, well, we can't have it in New York the way they wanted to or whatever. Okay. They so, moved it down to Miami. So, and So Miami had it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a little untraditional, but that's okay. It sounded like what they were doing. I, they mentioned it in the show. I really wasn't paying that close of attention. <laughs> it was nah. It was very interesting. Miley Cyrus is not the person I would think of to host a no. <laughs> Well, for some age groups, I guess. Interesting, yeah. Now we, um, my my daughter who lives with us, um, I'm still not sure why. I love her to pieces. She's 25. Time to go. Anyway, um, she was like, "Hey, mom, I'm having people over at the house on New Year's." And it's like, "It's not your house." <laughs> you, really? You are? Okay. Well. Thanks for letting us know. She's like, I'll pay for a hotel for you and dad. And my husband travels. He does not want to go to a hotel. He lives in hotels. He's been gone six months last year in hotels. He ain't going to a hotel. Much as I wanted to go to a hotel. <clears throat> Plus, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I trust my daughter. I trust her friends. But it's like, mm, it's my house. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to get thrown out of my house on New Year's. <laughs> so uh, my husband surprised me, though, because he's like, why don't we go out to eat? And same reason, my husband eats out most of the time. He hates to eat out when he's home if he doesn't have to. So I was like, we're going out, like, together? Really? Cool. So so we went to Longhorns, and they were like, an hour wait. I'm like, we got an hour to kill, believe me. Well, I mean, so. that's the whole thing. New Year's Eve is, like, the worst time to go out to eat because everybody Everybody's goes out to, out to eat on New Year's yes. Eve. And it's all, we, I remember when our social group, we used to go out with, like, 15 people. We have cats now, too. It was crazy. 15 people going 15 out. 15 people on New Year's? Yeah. Oh, my Try God. Try to go out to eat. 
It ended up being like a two, three hour wait everywhere we went. It there was, was crazy. there was a one group that was huge at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, that was um, I want to say they had fifteen or twenty people in the, at a large table in the middle, but. Um, other than that, it was, you know, couples and twos and fours. We got yeah, lucky. Usually it's just you know, couples. It was like, can we go wait up at the bar for this hour? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, good deal. You know, we, we got some time to kill. So we went up to the bar and, you know, just had a couple beer. Well, I think just one beer. I wasn't even through my first beer when the, by the time we got to the table. So it was a lot faster. And some friends <laughs> just happened to pop up, a girl I used to work with. And they've got three kids under the age of five. They've got a five-year-old and three-year-old twins. And they were like, we have a sitter. <laughs> we are going to enjoy ourselves. So it was really nice, you know, nice to talk to them. And uh, we ended up having a really good dinner and then went home. And the kids were playing um Cards Against Humanity or something like that. There's another uh, family-friendly uh, <laughs> card game. <laughs> it's like, have you, you ever have played to... that? No. They have the <laughs> adult Disney version. Apparently, it's not something children should... It's not Disney well, Cards Against Humanity shouldn't be anywhere yeah. near kids. Um, well, apparently, the Disney version is pretty Just bad, as bad as well. Um, so It's a hilarious game, though, by the way. I, I, you know, I've never well, played. Well, they I give a, a phrase and you, people like fill in the word. Ah, okay. And the one that's the funniest wins and they can get. Who judges how funny it is? The whole group. Oh, okay. Everybody votes. Okay. It, 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 it can be pretty raunchy. <laughs> I, I'm guessing, I mean, my daughter was the only girl and it was her fiance and two other friends. Um that came over, you know, and there were, there were a couple other people there earlier. My other daughter was there and her boyfriend earlier and they had left. And, uh, but yeah, they were, they were relatively quiet. I mean, she apologized for any noise. It's like, <laughs> your mom had a beer and has been up since three thirty in the morning. It's not a problem for me to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was, a, plus I had my, um, COVID vaccine that day. So, you know, Saturday morning I was like, no, not getting up, not moving. It was a, Really relaxing New Year's Day because I didn't want to get up and move and I just napped all day. It was fabulous. So, New Year's Eve was football and then New Year's Day was putt putt and drive back home for us. Yeah, I don't even think I checked on your cats on New Year's Day. I did oh. New Year's Eve. Okay, they'll be fun. They're, they were fun. They're cats. They yeah. They they're pretty good about maintaining their own. Well, when I I left them all at, I think. A couple of them, two or three of them were in one day, and I didn't come back that day or something. Or they were at, I don't know, but they all wanted, like, out. Out, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what generally happens. I was like, ah, there you go. Fortunately, yeah. the weather wasn't too cold, so it really yeah. wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Now, unlike today, when it was, like, freezing outside. Yeah, I don't think any of them would have gone out then. But. Well, they would have gone out. A couple of them would have, but they would have wanted yeah. back in, like, 15 minutes later. Yeah, I would have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a good life lesson for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mom and Dad are gone. Don't go outside. That <laughs> <laughs> other ladies here. Don't go outside. <laughs> so, did you have a good Christmas too? We haven't talked since Christmas either. Christmas was uh, it was a lot of fun. We uh, I, I I got my son a Santa got my son PlayStation Five. Ooh, which was very. He, Santa was good to Santa both struggled of struggled to find one last year. There were not many to be found. We yeah. made it on Santa's list for a PS5 somehow. 
Alex you're, played it for like 12 t- hours straight. You must have been a good kid this year. <laughs> Apparently. For to, to get high on that list. My goodness. He, uh, he played it for 12 hours straight. Wow. As soon as we got set up <laughs> until that late that night. He played it much of the next day. It's cool. It's definitely a step up from like the Switch, whose mm-hmm. graphics are not very good. It is very much in line with the graphics you get on like a PC. Wow. It's very That's similar awesome. to what I... I get on the PC, not quite as good, but it's mm-hmm. it's very high quality. It's been it was it's been fun. He's got some cool games. He got like Spider Man game, which was a lot awesome. of fun. He's been yeah. really playing a ton of Madden football, NFL. Yay! Okay, this is the season. Now he knows more about like the NFL players than I do, at least their names. Because <laughs> I stopped paying attention after I leave college. I don't know any NFL stars. <laughs> wow. Well, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. So it's, it's been fun to see him really embrace my favorite sport of football. So it's a lot of fun. Although my husband actually watched though. football the other day. I was like, why is this on? He's like, because UK's playing. And I'm like, that matters to you? All right. Oh, it was the UK bowl game, yeah. Yeah. They came back and beat Iowa. Yeah, it was actually pretty exciting. I actually kind of got into it. I was like, yeah, oh. I didn't watch that game. Yeah, it was actually pretty good for somebody who doesn't know anything about football. That's one of the New Year's. Bowls. I don't think we were home by the time that game ended. We the we did get home to watch the Utah Ohio State game, and Utah okay. pummeled Ohio State for like two thirds of the game, and then Ohio State stormed back and won. It was like a fifty oh, to wow. forty football game. There was not much defense in that game. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, good. Glad you had a good holiday. Yeah, it's good times. But now we start a new year. Guess it's time to start thinking about. Racing again and training and all those fun things. I did a, was at a race yesterday. I did not race though. I led the 10K on my bike. Big mistake too. If it's a shorter race, don't ride the mountain bike. I like struggled to keep in front. I had to keep way, way ahead when there were hills coming. This guy did a, I think he did a 33 minute 10K. That's moving. His brother was right behind him. Yeah. Yeah, they, were moving. Mo- they were moving, and I was like, oh, Hill, oh, I better go. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, ha- I had to work. Um, it was it was wild, so we had a, and then it started snowing during the awards, so that was really a nice touch. Yeah, the runners have an advantage on the uphill. Yes. Over yeah. the bikers, as far as, like, speed. You have to work to stay in front of them. I mean, you're, yeah. you're still on a bike, you're still faster. Right, but, but still. you actually have to work. On the way downhill, you have to break, because you just totally run away from them. Yeah. <laughs> And this race, it was an out and back for the 10K, and it was an out and back for the 5K. And the 5K started 10 minutes after the 10K did. So that meant when we were coming back, when I was coming back with leaders, I had runners coming at me, I had runners going away from me, and I got somebody that's going twice as fast as anybody else. <laughs> yes. So that's when it, and I was, I was really, really pleased because a lot of times um, I run into trouble when I'm leading that people don't get out of the way they get headphones on they don't hear me you know this is a basically a one lane road and so i'm you know shouting 10k leaders coming through and i was really pleased that people parted the ways and he was able to go down the middle yeah that's like a 15 minute 5k or that's pretty fast yeah yeah he he was going and i and i've run into problems before where i've gone by and then the runners sit there and come in behind me and say, mm, why do you think I was there? You know, and they get in the way of the lead runner. But that didn't happen at all. People, nobody had their headphones on too loud that they couldn't hear me, which was 
remarkable. Uh, we came up to one turn, and it was a left-hand turn, and there was a girl running, and she was right on, and she had um, the Apple AirPods. Yeah. Nobody can hear anything with those. And I said, you know, 10K is coming up. And she actually turned her head. And I was like, oh, my God, she heard me. <laughs> and I said, he may try to cut to your left to get the tangent. And she was like, okay. And she moved over so that he could get the tangent and stuff. I was like, yes, thank you. It, it was really, it was it was sort of like the, you know, the first race of the year. And people were paying attention. And it worked well. So I was pleased. Anyway, but as far as everybody else racing, we started off, but... So if you get how do you actually have how are you planning out this year? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'll just be honest. I'm just not. <laughs> well, I mean, this was I was kind of thinking of more of a generic. If someone's coming in and wants to plan out their year, what would that look like? And I'm thinking in terms of okay, well, we have our race. What what's our big race this year? We're gonna have one big race. Mm -hmm. And the way I generally is like, okay, let's work back from that race date. That's the best way to plan out a year. How do you pick out what's your primary race? I mean, well, for me, it becomes a little bit easier. It's usually something in August, towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. This year, it'll since I'm gonna be fifty, I'll probably do nationals. I got the invite for it. I'll probably go. Mm -hmm. I'll probably race in that. That's going to be, what, August 8th or something like that? Yeah. 6th or something? It's usually... It's like right first week there. in August. It's before school starts. I know that. So I've got that race probably will be the primary one. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be. I usually, like I said, I usually pick something in August, mm -hmm. regardless of what it is. I, I want to work backwards from that date. So usually I'll go, okay, this is the this is where we're going to race, so I'm gonna, I am gonna need to back up two weeks for the peak. Mm -hmm. That's the part where I cut back on the training and just kind of rest up and get ready to race. Right. Before that, you're looking at, depending on how old you are, anywhere between eight and nine weeks of what a, a trainer or coach would call it the build period. But really, this is the part where you're doing race-specific work. This is mm -hmm. where I'm doing race pace stuff. Everything's race pace or easy. Mm -hmm. So I'm eight and nine weeks. Eight weeks if I'm doing four-week cycles, i.e. if I'm young. If I'm old like me, we're doing three-week cycles, so I need three of those. That's nine weeks. Eight to nine weeks. So that's two months. So your, your race-specific training would be the two months leading up to the race. You know, So if I take that August race, I back up two weeks and then take two months. That means June and July, June and July. end of May, June and July are my race-specific training months. And that's also probably when my race season is. I probably will race a couple races. I'm an Olympic distance racer, so I'll probably do two or three races Leading mm -hmm. up to nationals. If I were doing a half, I'd probably do another half somewhere before that, somewhere in that block, okay. just to kind of lead up and get ready for you would it. Do another, you would do a half before a half primary race? Well, if, if I were racing that as like a primary race, I potentially would do a half. I would definitely do some Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely would do Olympics. I just didn't know if a half would be too much recovery before. Probably not. If I wouldn't do like two fulls. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a bit much. People that would be it, a but... bit much, but you know. But if I were doing a full, I'd probably do a half as a build up into it. Yeah. So I would do, you know, it, it would be further out. It would be earlier in that mm -hmm. eight week block. Now I wouldn't do it towards the end. I wouldn't do it like three weeks leading up to the race. Yeah. But if I did it, say, halfway through my my build up, okay, and treat it as training. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I'm treating it as. I'm treating it as a training race. Right. You know, not racing. But I'm also racing. doing it in five hours. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not like a, you know, this isn't like my goal isn't to just finish the race. My goal is to race and do well in it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking in terms of. If that's just my race I'm building up to, like I've never done a half before, no, I'm probably doing some Olympic distance stuff just to get some race experience getting up okay. to that race. A lot of it depends on a perspective. Am I racing to like qualify for nationals or yeah. for Kona? If I'm qualifying for Kona, then I might do a half in my build up to it mm-hmm. because I'm probably fast enough that it, you know, I I, I probably need yeah, that. Yeah, if you're trying work. to qualify for Kona, yeah, yeah, for sure. That that's or well, I guess the half wherever the world halves are. Mm-hmm. If I were if I'm doing it that way, then yeah, I'm probably going to race another half in the build up because I'm going to race two or three halves probably in a year anyway. Mm-hmm. If okay. I'm just building to race a half, like I've never raced a half before and I want to race one, then that that's a different type that's of build up. Okay. In that case, you'd be thinking more. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do an Olympic distance race, and I'm gonna race it like a half. I.e., I'm gonna do the speeds I hope to do in the in the half in the half, which gotcha. for someone who's just building up is just kind of completing it most likely, and mm-hmm. not really racing it to stay in certain zones and certain speeds and certain mm-hmm. power ranges and things like that. Okay, just depends on you know, are you a new athlete in the sport or are you an experienced athlete in the sport? Makes sense. All right, um, then. I would back up another 12 weeks before that, and that becomes what we would call the base. Really, this is the aerobic buildup. This is where I'm building up my fitness for that eight-week build block. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to do is build up my fitness level such that I can handle that hard training I need or that race-specific training I need building up to the race. And this is going to be 12 weeks. So if I'm doing four-week blocks, that's three of them. If I'm doing three-week blocks, that's four of them. (laughs) Works out pretty nicely on the base side if you don't have the discrepancy of weeks. And that's going to be where I am doing a lot of aerobic work. This is where you're aerobic base building. And I'm doing non-race-specific work. A lot of aerobic, but at the same time, I want to do stuff that's not race-specific. And stuff that's probably harder than my race. If I'm doing like full, then I want to do like 10K pacing, half mm-hmm. K pa- half race pacing, things that are faster than my race. If I'm doing like a half distance, you know, maybe 5 and 10K pacing. Mm-hmm. Me and as an Olympic racer, I'm probably going to do some half race, dis- some, some stuff at half pace, mm-hmm. i.e. just faster than just an easy pace. And then maybe some 5K pace at the end of the base, getting ready for the 10K work. Gotcha. In my build phase, uh, you know, whatever I can do to mix it up from a running standpoint. On a bike, you know, I've got my half or my Olympic distance work that I'm going to do. I'm going to do some work above that level, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do some work below that as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing, you know, longer distance races, then I'm going to definitely do a lot of really hard biking right. in the base. Yeah, along with the aerobic stuff. You know, yeah. the, the the key workouts are that we're going to be much higher. They're going to be like sprints. They're going to be hill repeats, things that are really hard if I'm going to be doing a long distance race. So I'm doing a shorter distance race. I might do some tempo work, which is a little below race pace, but still not easy riding. I might do, and I'm still going to do some sprints and some hill repeats and some Mm -hmm. really hard stuff as well. Because once I get into that build, that eight weeks before, I'm going to be doing race-specific power out on the bike. And the swim falls under that as well. Swim is a little bit different. You, your build, your base is just, usually I just mix it up in the base for swimming because you, know, you don't really, 
I mean, I'd probably do some sprinting. I'd, that's a good time to do like a, a swim meet or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in a master's group, it's in that yeah. base part of it. Just to kind of mix it up. You're just swimming, really, whatever mm-hmm. you can in the base. And then the build becomes kind of your race pace type stuff. Mm-hmm. And for most people, that's really generally not, you know, you're not really sprinting swim <laughs> unless you're yeah. in a sprint. You're not really going super hard on that swim right. generally. Therefore, and swimming's just such a different beast. It's so technique driven. The base for me is still this that I'm working on technique. I'm getting faster. I'm trying to get figure out how to get faster. Mm-hmm. I might do some sprinting and some stuff like that to kind of help with the getting faster part. But yeah. generally, it's just kind of all over the place there. And that's kind of it. So now I'm looking at the 14 day peak. I'm looking at about two months for the build and about three months for the base side of it. Mm-hmm. That means if I'm looking to race in August, I got to back up. What is that? About 150 to 160 days, something like that. Which is roughly five months. That means if I'm racing that August 6th, if I were looking at it, I think that means my training would really start up February into February. That last week of February, February 27th or something like mm-hmm. that. 28th. I think the Monday is the 28th. That week would be. I was gonna say there's only 28 days. Yes, <laughs> that is the week where I would start training for Mm -hmm. that Olympic distance race, start seriously training, start kind of building up. Because that base is really taking the off-season preparatory work, where off-season is more of just a maintenance. Mm -hmm. So i got to go from that maintenance level up to a high enough level to support my build, Mm -hmm. the race-specific training, and then the actual race itself. Wow. So a lot of it has to be like, okay, when is my race? And then i got to back it up five months, and that's when I'm going to be Starting. That's when you start. Yeah. yeah and, and then once you hit that race, like if I'm racing that on August 6th, I might still do some races after that in August and things. And I can continue that race-specific training just leading up to that. Mm-hmm. It won't probably be as good a race as that prime race, but it yeah. still should be – I should still have plenty of fitness to have decent races. Oh, yeah. And, and I can set up to have four or five races throughout the year, maybe even six races. I can have a – one in June and July when the race specific portion of it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a sprint or something where I'm still kind of working hard. And then one or two races after my prime race, if I want later in August or early September, September. before the yeah. weather turns bad again. Yeah. But that just means right now I'm still in the off season, which means a lot of easy running and biking whenever I can. And hopefully someday I'll be able to get back into the pool. I have not swam much here recently. Okay. Well, um, I was... Well, last week I had an anniversary, and or two weeks ago I had an anniversary. Oh, right. And last in Christmas, last week I had, I was in we Gatlinburg in so New fun Year's. We had so while you were gone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and now tomorrow I can't swim because the oh, uh, electricity's right. out at the pool. Which is crazy. And wow. hopefully that won't be a big one. I mean, hopefully it's something that the electrician can easily fix. Yeah. If it's not, uh, who knows when the next time I'll be able to swim? It'd probably be a few days if they have to get parts and things like that. Yeah, you might have to go on another day. You have to go later. Mm, yeah, I probably won't, though. <laughs> we had a lot of fun when you were gone, though, one day. But. Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> when, when Linda's coaching, it's, it's, uh, it gets interesting. The first time when I coached, I, w- I swam. But then the second time, I stayed out of the water. We, uh, we did surfboard relays. That was fun with kickboards. So, Got those new people sculling. That's always good. Yeah, we've got a lot of new people come into the 
master yeah. swim teams. Let's yeah, it was it was great actually. It was really good um, being on the on the deck and kind of being able to help and instruct. And uh, there's some etiquette things that some of the new people are still figuring out. Okay. Like how to stay on your side of the lane so you don't have a uh, head-on collision. <laughs> well, that's just that's just not knowing where you are in the pool yet. They're they're still new to swimming. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're still figuring it out. Well, but it, you know, out. being pointing it out to to people and it, you know, and just in in a good way. Um, and these are people that you know are are looking to race. And I mean, we have this one new swimmer, and she is so gung ho. Yes, and, uh, it's uh, it's interesting to kind of reel her back a little bit. She wants to know all the information now, how to fix everything at all at once. And I said, just listen to one thing at a time that Brian tells you. That's all you got to think about. Because you can't do it all Yeah, at once. she even realizes that. She's yeah. even told me yeah. that. I can't think of all of it at one time. You can only focus on yeah, one thing Yeah, but she wants to know it all at one she time. She wants to know. Yeah, so, she, uh, she so says yeah. she takes it and writes down everything I say after the practice, which is <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see because there are, uh, you know, several, a couple of them are want to race for the first time um, in triathlon. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, well... So. This is the time to start thinking about it, because yeah. yeah, when you start thinking about it in those terms, you're like, okay, this is this is a big deal. I need to start thinking, you know, long term, strategically, how I want to structure my year. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, January is a good time. Most people, most people in triathlon are going to race sometime over the summer. This mm-hmm. is the time if I start backing up five months, when I got to start thinking about, okay, when do I need to really right. start picking up my training and get a little more serious about it. If I'm going to be racing in June or if I'm going to be racing in September, when is my big race? Yeah. When are the big races that I want to do? Now I got to work backwards and that's how I plan the year. I and mean, that's how you know, I work with any athlete is like, Hey, when's your mm-hmm. race? Okay. Well, let me back up. Where should we be, Where should we be? within yeah. this plan? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's always challenging because a lot of times people will come to you two months before a race and yes. you're like, well, that puts us right in the middle of the build. I hope your base is good because yeah. we're going to be going with it. <laughs> we, have, we have somebody new right now that I know has been, you know, she's been running and she's been a client before and she's doing her first marathon. And it's like, you know, and she, and I had told her, keep, just keep running. And so now we're getting, it's like, okay, now it's time to work and, you know, get it for her spring marathon. Yeah. So. But you really have to think but, five, six months in advance yeah. when you're looking to race. I mean, you really do need like a six month. Mm-hmm get ready to go and that's not even i mean and that's somebody that's already you know got some kind of fitness if you're brand new you really need a lot longer than that just you know just to get any kind of build going. well yeah you're going to need a couple months just to get up to to speed yeah Unless well, if you're new to completely, you're probably doing a sprint or something shorter. You can you can get up to speed without yeah. too much. Yeah, I mean a sprint triathlon is a little different. I'm thinking things like people are doing their first half marathon or their first first full. half triathlon. Yeah, We're, I want to do a half. Let's just jump right in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna need some time to. You know, I'm going from someone like myself. Even if I were doing a half, you know, my off season is still 30 minutes of running few times a week and i go out if i go out and bike it's an hour hour and a half yeah if you're not able to do that that's where you really need to kind of get to if you're thinking about doing a half then we can start talking about kind of let's build from here yeah if you're not ready to go to that level you need to start thinking about okay i need to be running so i can go out and run 30 minutes straight Mm -hmm. if i can't run 30 minutes straight doing a half is in six months is going to be really challenging for you yeah (laughs) 
might be able to finish, but make sure you, you can. Make the you cutoffs. can always. Yeah, it's it's finishing is one thing, but yeah, being out there, get out there and race. Yeah. And not hurt yourself is the other side of that. Yeah. That issue. Yeah, you have to build up some. Well, and not hurting yourself, and I mean, there's there are cutoffs to consider that a lot of people just oh, you know, they'll wait for me or and, and just not realizing, you know, I see it plenty of times with half marathons and full marathons, and it's just. You, you know, if the cutoff's six and a half What happens hours, in triathlon? They have cutouts yeah. for each of the events, especially Ironman. Yeah, Ironman especially, yeah. They have very strict, strict cutoffs. If you don't make the times on the swim and the bike, you're, meh, you don't get the bike or run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the just marathons, the marathons, they'll come by with a van and pick you pick up. Pick you up, yeah, because, <laughs> well, they have to get done. Yeah, yeah. That's just the way it is. You, you just have to think about that in terms of planning. Like, okay, what is my base fitness? You know, if I'm doing a full-length Ironman... You know, my off-season runs, you know, some of them might be, want to be 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. So that way, when I come into the regular season, I've, I've, you know, my maintenance level is high enough mm-hmm. that I can really get out there and, and, and push a good base. At least once or twice a week, you know, maybe a 45-minute yeah. run. You oh, know, yeah. maybe I do a two-hour bike once a week yeah. during the winter just to, to kind of keep some, a little bit higher level of, mm-hmm. you know, maintenance of fitness than someone like me who yeah i just am doing the bare minimum to maintain fitness well not the bare minimum but i, I mean you know because i you're still working out five six seven eight hours a week it's not like i'm yeah. <laughs> not doing anything doing something yeah you know, yeah you run a, in a good week i'm swimming three hours a week if i run three times a week that's yeah. another hour and a half no i'm at f- what four and a half there if i bike two or three hours a week yeah, that's seven, eight hours. I'm, I'm still working seven, eight hours a week. It's yeah. not like I'm not doing anything. According to Strava, week. I'm usually anywhere between four and seven hours a week, and yeah. I'm not even, I'm not training for anything right now. But you know, I've really gotten into the mountain biking. Boy, that's an all body strength experience. Holy cow! I don't know what it's training me for, but <laughs> yeah, mountain biking's a different beast. Yeah, always I mean, was. It's definitely definitely keeping my fitness up in one way or another. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of neuromuscular work, a lot of uh, high intensity yes. work with yes. a lot of rest in between. Yes, and a lot of getting bashed around. To tell you the gosh, well, that's just because you got to learn to ride a bike better. <laughs> my hands, the 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 bumping is what's. Yeah, I'm still struggling with that aspect of it. I'm trying to You've got get the to... right amount of grip that I'm not hurting my hands when I'm going over all of those small roots. You you you're, you're going to have to learn to your. What that tells me is you're leaning too much on your hands. You got to be center balanced. You're, you've really there's very little pressure should be on your hands when you're riding. That will help quite a bit. You yeah. have to, you, especially when you start going down stuff. You really got to get back a little bit more so that it's all i think i'm just squeezing so tight and like have the death grip still well and you're probably (laughs) too far forward as well you gotta you gotta get back on the bike so that your legs take all the absorption and not so much your upper body they're really you know because most of the time when i have a lot of upper bodies usually when you're climbing just because you're pulling against it to help you climb but for the most part when you're going downhill it should be pretty you really shouldn't have much on those hands, they should be pretty light on the steering wheel. I guess when I'm going over bumps, I'm afraid that it's going to yeah. lose control. Anyway, that's a whole nother 
podcast, but yeah, that, that's what my base fitness is. Well, no, I mean that's and that, and that's where the problem with people having the bike. They 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 hold on too tightly. You gotta you gotta let the bike just kind of do its thing. That's what you're gonna have to figure out. Yeah, I don't like it when the bike does its thing because it usually goes one way and I no, go the other. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that bad. We gotta go ride sometime when it's not muddy as heck. Yes. Anyway. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy New Year. Uh, if you like us, what are we doing when we're watching us on YouTube and listening? And If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button if you've enjoyed this. Subscribe if you want to see more content. Yes. Hit the bell if you want to be notified of that content. And then, you know, hey, if you're on pot, Apple, give us five stars. iTunes. iTunes, give us five stars. If you're on Google Podcasts, there's not much you can do. So Can you subscribe on. on Google? You can subscribe. Okay. Yeah, Always we like good. subscribers. Subscribe. Subscribers good. Especially on YouTube. Better metrics there. But hey, like I said, right. if you like us, let us know. Send us an email. If you want some questions or anything, yes. you can get us at uh, Brian S. at Go3Sport.com or Linda W. at Go3Sport.com. And uh, yeah. And our website. Yep. If you're looking for coach, check us out. If you're going to get into racing. Where the ones to go. And this is the time. We're five this, this months out, man. Five months before that date, you want to race. It, That's do what you it want to now, do. Now, not like in April, okay? If your race is in August, we want to hear from you now. Yes. Five <laughs> months in advance. Five, six months in advance. Yes. We'll be better. Yes, much better. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a great evening.